0: sounds
1: of all time. <laughs> Trophy, here here to review <laughs> the King of Staten Island new movie, uh, directed by Judd Apatow. Um, it was co-written by Apatow and the star of this film, Pete Davidson. Basically, it is about a a guy. He's about he's twenty four. He's twenty four, isn't he? Twenty four. And he's he's got a lot of demons, but he's just trying to get his shit together, basically. You know, uh, it's the it's the story diluted down to its its very essence. Uh Nikki's joining me today. Nikki, overall
0: you enjoyed the movie, didn't you? I was just getting right at you. I I loved it, right? So I'm gonna be quite serious on this podcast for for a change. So I have fucking suffered the depression for years and years, been on antidepressants for ages now. And seeing a movie that tackles it like it does was just brilliant and like i've got the same condition as he has as well borderline personality disorder it's called so see like it was fucking tough to watch at times because like there was things that people were saying to him that i was like i've had so many people say that to me like my mum will say like for going out be like make sure you're not just sitting in a corner by yourself like you need to talk to people yeah. and just things like that that were getting said to him, and I was like, fuck, man, this is hard to watch, because that is that is what it's actually like. And, like, the mm-hmm. way you feel, you just want to go in your wee fucking comfort zone and not talk to anyone or be anywhere. Yeah. So, I, mate, it was, I, I was going to turn it off at one point, so I was like, I'm struggling with this. Mm-hmm. And, like, see, like, when these fucking, the girly scenes, I don't want to spoil it, the girly scenes, like, shouting at I'm saying, like, fucking people are normal and then they are with you and then they're not. And I was like, that's actual fucking, like, my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's, yeah. Uh, it was tough. But, mate, what what a great film. Funny. Uh, Pete Davidson's brilliant in it. Really, really good. Bill Burr's brilliant in it. It's just mm-hmm. a great, great film. Music was really good, obviously, because Kid Cudi's in it. So it's, I'm glad. Good. I'm
1: glad you've covered everything. We just we can go now. That's it. Nah, you you've heard all I have to say. <laughs> not cannot. Truffles, uh, truffles. Yeah.
0: Fred. What yes. did you think about the film? Try and talk I, that, mate. Try and talk I, me out.
1: Lesson. <laughs> well, I would never try and do such a thing. Uh, I think the core of this movie obviously relies on Pete Davidson, right? And like, it wouldn't pretend like this is him playing a version of himself, right? So it's very easy in a way and it's a very naturalistic performance, but he's captivating all the way through. Like see, when we first agreed to watch this movie, I didn't realise it was two hours and fifteen minutes. And I'll be honest with you, like guy who does a film podcast, I shouldn't really admit to this. But see, since lockdowns happened, I just can't be arsed watching any new movies. I'll be honest with you. I just haven't had the will. Yeah, I haven't had the will to go and sit down and watch it. Like I need the cinema there so I can like be forced to focus experience? yeah i love going to the cinema like it pure calms me down in that but it's not the same when you're just sitting in your room you know what i mean but i have to say like two hours and 15 minutes but- lockdown not being able to concentrate pete davidson from the beginning see the first scene of this movie uh without spoiling ever, anything like for anyone because i want to keep this as non-spoiler as possible the first scene of this movie is the most i've been invested in a character from the off like, uh, like in a very long time, it's the best character introduction I've seen.
0: Wait, see the because... thing he does at the start. Yeah, I probably shouldn't admit to this. I've done that a good few times. Yeah, aye, mate. It's usually when it when it was late at night, so there wasn't as many people around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Well, that's that's
1: the thing because he does what he does at the start of this movie, and it's the it's the dialogue immediately after it that reveals a lot about his character because the the core of Scott who is the character that Pete Davidson plays in this movie, is that he is caught up in his own world, he can't see through the trees, uh, the the woods through the trees a lot of the time, but he's not inherently selfish. He demonstrates a lot of selfish behaviour as a defence mechanism, but from the minute you meet this character, you know that underneath there is a Caden person there, you know, that's been hidden behind this facade that he puts up. And I just think it's it's great. Like, do you would you, do you want to see more Pete Davidson, I take it, after watching him in this?
0: yeah, I, mean, I, lo- I love Pete Davidson. I think he's he's really good. I think he's himself. I think he gets a hard time because of Anna Grande stuff. But I think he's a really, really good comedian and a yeah. good actor. Because America's the only place where they expect that of people. Like, say here, like if you're a massive comedian, say you're fucking I don't know, Frankie Boyle. They don't go, Oh well. Can you be in this movie? And it just yeah. does not happen. Like America's the only place where that really happens. And like I remember you're gonna slag me here, Bobby mm-hmm. Lee, right?
1: <laughs> was oh, saying, I was wondering was saying, wait a minute, who had who had five minutes twenty-two seconds <laughs>
0: on the pool he was, he was saying he was like, your whole like acting skill as a comedian is like open mics for homeless people and drug addicts. Yeah. He was like, and then suddenly you're in the professionals. <laughs> he was like, you're in with people because he said he was in. I think the guy's name's Scott, or something he was in Will and Grace, can't remember his right. name now. Right. But he was in a thing with him, and he said he was just looking at him, just like, I should fucking leave. <laughs> <This> yeah <guy's laughs> like, He's like, you're in with people that can sing, dance, like tap dancing and all that stuff. He's yeah. like, you're like, oh, I can like fart into a microphone and stuff. <laughs>
1: because don't get me wrong I don't think it's like it's not a perfect polished performance like, like you're pointing no, it's out it's not but great no there's this you see a lot of potential in them though you know what I mean because I think we talked me and you talked privately about Saturday Night Live a couple of times and like call a spade a spade it's went downhill but you they see these stars that slowly creep out of it like most of them have been women uh, the, the last couple of years you got remember what that, I said to you
0: about it that they said that Norm MacDonald was talking about it and he said They hire far better people now,
1: far better
0: performers, which means it's more cohesive, but Mm -hmm. there's less chance of these breakout stars. Like before, they would just hire comedians. So it was one point, mate, on Saturday Night Live, there was Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Norm MacDonald, David Spade, Chris Farley, Sarah Silverman, Mike Myers. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's just a who's who of massive comedians. And like he's oh, like Pete the, Davidson's long- the one that's like that now, he's, he's the first in a long time
1: to break out because it was Crust and And uh, Kate McKinnon is breaking out in a sense as well. Like she's had a couple of like good roles, she was in Bombshell. Uh, maybe I really enjoyed it. The starting at the start of the year, and uh, but Pete Davidson's the first uh, male uh, comic from Saturday Night Live I can remember breaking out in a while. You briefly mentioned the other performances there. Like, who was your standout apart from? Davidson Bill really was real. really good and
0: mum's yeah. can't remember the mum's the Tomei yeah she many. was great Bill Barr yeah. was really good Bill Barr, I think can be quite blunt and stuff like that and it kind of makes me happy that like they're friends
1: he'll yeah. like,
0: help him because he told a story about I don't know if you've seen it he said when he was when he was just kind of becoming big in comedy he was doing a show in New York and he said this woman came up with, like this big lanky Weird kid. <laughs> she, yeah. was like, she was like, Oh my son wants to be a comedian And he said he just had this like he just remembered. She so said this kid just had like it, whatever it is. Yeah. just had it. And he said years later Pete Davidson goes, I don't know if you remember and he said he said they just said to him outside the lift, he was like, Was that you? Man. He'd remembered him for that that long and he said after yeah. that he just kinda helped him out, like gave him advice about stuff and all that. I
1: love that. Like and... Pete Davidson
0: obviously was kind of a, a bit of a fucking poor soul. Like I think with this <laughs> film you forget that that is his life like yeah his dad fucking died in that tragically like,
1: passed yeah judd
0: apatow said to me, he was like he was saying his mum died and he said nobody ever brings it up they're never like oh, a lot about people's mums who are dead he said but nine eleven 11 gets brought up all the fucking time mm-hmm. so he has to be reminded of that constantly
1: yeah and it's 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 horrible and like you said bill burr you can see that sort of mentor relationship translate over in the movie I think it's really good. Uh, Marissa to me you pointed out there a lot of people nowadays know her Aunt May in the newest Spider-Man movies. Uh, but she's Is an she? Oscar winner. She, she's an Oscar winner though, you know of what thought? I mean? Like uh, she won the Oscar uh for oh what did she win my cousin Vinny I think it was she won the Oscar for, uh, if I remember correctly. Um but she's very talented actually really good to hear. But the standout for me was uh, the Bird who plays his sort of love interest in this bird. Uh, Bel Powley. You things know. are changing, truffles. You can't maintain the bond. The wonderful, the wonderful actress that is. Yeah, she Belle was Powley. good.
0: She was good. She was really good, actually. I thought she was so that was hilarious. That fucking bothered me as well, though, because that's the kind of mm-hmm. things I've had. That it's yeah. Like, there's just this barrier. Mm-hmm. Oh, like that's how it feels when you're like, like that's that's how I. F- I don't mind going about how I feel all the time, but I feel like there's this kind of barrier around me, and I'm just watching what's going on and yeah. that's what I felt like it was like that it feels like you're just looking at these people going about their lives but I can't really fit into
1: that I and the thing is you get that with Scott's character and I've seen a couple of critics saying the movie like you said it's hard to watch because there's a lot of the time like you can't really root for him like you understand what he's doing but you don't necessarily like him a lot of the time and I think yeah
0: well, I that's think how I felt about myself and I was really bad like you don't you're like why am I doing this but yeah can't really help it and i
1: think she plays this character great because seeing another actress's hands with the same material i think you could make that character unlikable easily yeah you
0: can make her quite vicious like yeah try to
1: make him jealous and all that yeah exactly but with her like you just get that she's sort of she's kind of in the same situation he is like they both grew up in the same area they've known each other for a long time you get the idea that she's a bit like eccentric as well you know, like, it, I, f- yeah. I thought it's a really good performance from her like, I was really impressed, and we, we've talked about how a lot of it's taken from Pete Davidson in real life, but we were recording um, what's going to come out in the channel The, the Murder of Tracy Roth uh, The Beautiful Disaster, you are here soon and before it yeah, Jack discuss, I was Jack Higgins with a terrible performance on that I, a, He's a wonderful performance, a wonderful I'm performance <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to slaughter
0: I'm going to say, Steve- I mean, what could truffles do? The script is great, just Jack, Jack's flat
1: just Jack <laughs> uh, but, um, It's uh, Steve Buscemi also channeling his real life here because he was a firefighter uh, yeah, in I've a seen previous saying life. He said he was
0: struggling to get back into the kind of improv but And he said hmm. Pete Davidson was like taking him aside and giving him pointers and that. And I was like, this is just great. It just made me happy. Yeah. And I was like, that was emotional at times, the film as well, you're like, because you know it's how it actually is. Like, you wonder if he has like spoke to Farman and that. He must have, obviously. Mm-hmm. It but,
1: must have, like, to get that sort of rapport among it. Like, obviously, my dad's a uh, a fire, fireman as well. Oh, uh, yeah, so it must it be did, quite
0: fucking close to your heart as well then. It was, it did. Like it said a bit th- like the Huffing families and stuff. Yeah, it hit in a different way. I don't want to sad around
1: here. Because <laughs> without going into too much or talking too much about real-life tragedies, like, my dad was in, involved in an incident recently that I could tell really shook him, you know? So you appreciate I think when you're close to someone who does that for a living like the risk that's involved in it you know I what think mean that's but... been
0: handled that well Stephen Steve Buscemi was saying how when his dad he felt like someone's probably said this to him before about his dad like how if mm-hmm. someone's life is at danger it's just like a blinkered vision that yeah just, and it's a certain person that can do that job yeah because they do need to switch off from the fact that they have a family yeah exactly to the fact that someone is in danger
1: Exactly. I just think
0: everything was dealt with really well. Like, he could have had a better actor than Pete Davidson in it, but it just wouldn't have been the same. So it wasn't about like brilliant performances and like, oh, like how great he was. It was about like the dialogue, the feelings mm-hmm. of it, and, and for was, me how much you can relate to. it
1: And it's like it's the it's realism. I think it's the realism and how much you can relate to. That's really important here because I think if you had a more polished lead, you know someone who you can tell is acting, it doesn't hit as much. And the fact that Davidson wrote it... Yeah, I think
0: that's why it hit me so much, because it was, like, how I would talk about it, or how I would avoid talking about it for the most part.
1: Mm, exactly. And obviously directed by Judd Apatow, who helped co-write it. Um, Also, now, he's been around for a long time. A lot of hit and misses
0: for me. Like, I'm not not being a a big Judd Apatow fan.
1: Yeah, like, looking through the previous but 40-year-old virgin... Uh, a huge one, Knocked Up, was a big one for him as well. Then he had This Is 40, movies like Trainwreck, stuff that really didn't hit that much for me. I'm going. I'm willing to say this. Out of the movies he's directed, this is my favourite Jod Apatow movie. Right, this is my favourite by
0: me. This is in my top ten films already,
1: I think. Yeah. Then
0: yeah. Above I think Ball, needs a good mind to help him write like we thought you know towards mm. steve carell wrote it with him
1: yeah
0: and then this is pete davidson i think he's gonna need someone to like this is gonna sound so harsh because he all says but someone to be funny as though i think he's that funny i think he's good really good mm-hmm. at casting the right people i think he's good at making films he's good with stories and all that but i think he needs someone to make it funny
1: i think he's a good architect like i get what you mean he's sort of the scythe and for I don't think Judd Apatow is
0: the most talented comedian, you know. He's and a really bad, <laughs> right? <laughs> He'd right, stand up and like see everyone that he toured with would like slag him off behind his back. Th- this is how bad
1: he was. Aye, and I don't even want to like. I don't even come after Judd Judd Apatow because obviously he's had a fucking great career. But no, the point has. is that you're really right. He's better when he's collaborating with people because he can take what they're wanting to do and then he's like right okay here's how we're going to do it exactly
0: pete davidson can i just wrote that by himself he'll be Mm -hmm. able to tell him how to structure things how to get like certain monologues i know it's full of monologues but certain things like that across yeah pete davidson would have made it funny obviously and then the bits like say like the improv and the fire stations and that when they're just ripping the piss out each other he's good to that and also Mm -hmm. pete davidson has got like a funny body as well like (laughs)
1: It's just kind of funny watching him getting hosed. Yeah, yeah, it was ho- it's hilarious. the physical. <laughs> I'll be honest, because I think it was <laughs> Higgins. It was, it was Higgins before. Uh, <laughs> don't be. It was Higgins before the show it was like. How did he get Ariana Grande? You know, I was like no, nah, nah, I get it. Like <laughs> he a, he's, a, he's he a handsome guy. Not, uh, I get it. I get it. You know, I understand. Um, I do have one criticism with the movie. Right. It goes back to what I was saying about the runtime. Um, although I was captivated by Pete Davidson's performance, like just from a story perspective, there's a big chunk in the middle where it does drag and meanders a wee bit. And see, it's just it's the part before he, right before he gets to like the fire station. Yeah, that does
0: inject new kind of life into it.
1: Exactly because the whole thing we're led to believe it's going to play a part in it. You know, what I mean the fact that his dad. Died in a, a a fire. He was a fireman, and then he meets um, Bill Burr's
0: character. Himself, Mate, I was pushing myself Steve Bishem. He says like you need to do some work here, and he just goes, well, "I'm not a fireman." <laughs> 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 so then no. <laughs> but
1: then you're waiting for Ray to like take him to the fire station or something like that, and it just to me felt that you know, in the like if you watch a wrestling match, right, and they take the table out but this table's just sitting there for like 20 minutes. You're waiting for someone to go through the table. I was waiting for someone to go through the table. I was waiting for them to get to the fire station. You know what I mean? And I just feel they held off a wee bit too much with that for me. Like, this movie could have been about 20, 25 minutes shorter, I think. But that, again, that's that's just like a, a nitpick. You know, it's just a structural thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I
0: I, I get you. I do get you, but it pure flew by for me, man. Like, yeah. I at one point paused it and realised I was like you nearly know, like two hours in. I was like, fuck, this not done it's
1: mental it's mental and
0: i don't it's know mental we, how time moves
1: <laughs> it's just it, it moves mental, forward constantly and second by of second <laughs> 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 would you uh, wait, just talk about how you categorize this movie would you categorize it more comedy or drama because for me it's actually yeah, coming of age yeah putting the coming of age that's a fucking cop out it's a great cop out but coming of age for me has always been like oh wait, it's sort of a blend coming of age movie you know what i mean <laughs> in, uh, it's, it, it's, in that it's um, <laughs> the end when
0: fucking one of the best songs of all time Pursuit of happiness comes on mm-hmm. it's yeah. that's what it feels like it's like he's came into himself yeah i was so wow. happy when that came on you know i've been going on about kid cuddy fucking obsessively recently it
1: gave Just me so you, get, you gave me a lift home. Exclusively, just so you could make me listen to Kid Cudi.
0: I'm He's pretty so sure, good, mate. He's just so good. I'm pretty, pretty sure. the whole the Man on the Moon album. If anyone, if anyone actually listens to this, just <laughs> ignore the parts of it me being depressed and listen to Man on the Moon. <laughs> <laughs> if you take it away for this, it's not. Don't mail me saying, no, oh, I hope you're okay." Just listen to Man on the Moon. Just listen to Man
1: on the Moon. <laughs> All right,
0: a long story cut short.
1: Um, <laughs> man in the uh, just one more thing before we sort of wrap this up, obviously this movie was made to come out in cinemas, uh, coronavirus hit, it hasn't. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you your opinion on this, would you prefer for these types of movies to move out
0: the cinema? I don't think this is aimed at cinema goers, these kind of movies. Mm. I think this suits people that sit and like sit in their house, something to eat, watch a wee film. The only thing is, fourteen pound is a bit steep to rent something. But the price of going to the cinema though. For going to the cinema, but then you could argue going to the cinema is an experience. Exactly. I mean, I, I paid paid for it and don't have an issue paying for it because mm-hmm. I think you should pay for stuff like that. Unlike you, the pirates things.
1: Oh, that's
0: untrue. Right, right but, go uh, on. I, I like. I think he would have rather it been out in the cinema, obviously. But I think with that, you've got a lot more chance of it flopping. Whereas with this, it's one of the most. It was. I don't know if it's just because I watch Pete Davidson, so it was recommended for me a lot. But no, I seen I've a seen lot it. of stuff about
1: it. That was the point I was going to make. I think the ad. Not every movie that's going to be released on this type of platform will have a studio like universal behind it because the advertising campaign for the king of staten island was huge
0: like everyone knew about this movie do you think that it would have been as to? big if it was if it wasn't cinema
1: cinemas cinema. i think uh, uh, the sad thing for me is like we'll never we'll never know I'm a I, prediction think is,
0: I think this could have been the not, breakout not, not comedy not the hit not the film i'm saying like the the backing that it have got i think <sighs> that would have been as big if it, if it was if it was in the cinema
1: Yes, because studios sometimes want to launch a star. You know what I mean? Like, remember he could him,
0: be the next... He's not the same, right? I'm not comparing him to him. They're obviously a lot of different people. Could be the next Adam Sandler.
1: I think so. Like I, I think, in a sense, Jim Carrey as well. Like Just because I, I see Pete Davidson, the warning I'd have for Pete Davidson, the thing I don't want Pete Davidson to do is keep taking the exact same types of roles. You know what I mean? Because there's only so many times they can do that story and do that shtick. Like, I think there's enough potential there for him to be like a cl- class act, you know, like a truly yeah. class act. And
0: Adam Sandler, when you look back, has got a more, way more than stellar career to look yeah. back at. Might like have even- some absolute shit, but he's got some fucking brilliant movies, especially from Roundabout when he was Pete Davidson's yeah. age or a little bit older.
1: And look at this, like, even last year, Adam Sandler's been... Con- considered for the Academy Awards, you know what I mean, for the work he was doing on Clunch. Also James. made me like, so
0: happy because Pete Davidson was talking about like people in comedy and he said people are always so happy when he says that Adam Sandler is like the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. He said like yeah. he helps him so much, gave him loads of advice for acting, like texts him and stuff, sees so how he's doing. And I was like, that just makes you happy, doesn't it? You're like, thank God yeah. he's a good guy.
1: I like to sum up nine out of ten film for me Really, yeah, really I'm strong.
0: Giving I'm giving it a ten. Mate. Ten out of ten. Nice. <laughs> my nice. rating's nothing though. Like I've said, I fucking hated something. <laughs> <I'm
1: eight>. I, <laughs> I was shite, number. and for that reason, I'm giving it a nine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got no ratings compass in my head. I just say some stuff, then a number.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Well, anyway, uh, we'll leave it here with that. Don't forget to check out the rest of the. Back catalogue, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're listening to us, follow us on Twitter, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Uh, yeah. that. <laughs> That's about it. Um, and don't forget, there will be the link to charities that you can support um, in light of the, the Black Lives Matter movement. So don't forget, click on that link. Uh, the fight is not over with regards to all that. So it's goodbye for me today. I'm and, uh, and from Nikki. All right, goodbye. back.